0: Over fifty, starting <laughs> over. I'm Barry Edwards, and I'm Merle Garrison,
1: and I. said hey, good it. to see you, man. You too. Man. Uh, screen share is available for you. I remember. Oh, good, good, good. Yes, I got my extra Way to cup go. of coffee and my tea.
0: Lisa says man. that
1: the uh, seasonal affective disorder is clearly getting to me. Oh, so she's well. like, and just a little more caffeine before the podcast.
0: Wow, that's always a good thing. There's (laughs) nothing wrong with a little caffeine in the morning. I I, I extra caffeined myself this morning too. I woke up extra early and I'm feeling really good. Oh, why extra early? I don't know. know. Just kind of rolled out of bed like about 40 minutes before my alarm actually went off and uh, I just uh, got up in the dark of night and you know, watched some news and got caught up on things. It's, it's been a great morning.
1: Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I, uh, I had a good night's sleep last night for a change. If you recall last oh, so week, glad. I had hit yeah. my ribs really bad. I mean, I had internal, pre- uh, like I said, I finally got a really good night's sleep last night and okay. Night's sleep the night before, but it's like kind of trying to catch up. Cause I was to the point there was no way, no way that I could lay that didn't hurt. That's a yeah. real bummer, man. Oh, so no kidding. I'm to the point and I've been going to the gym the last three days, but it's like, Okay, what can I do that won't hurt? Uh, No abs, that's for sure. Uh, (laughs) But I can do I could do cardio like anything like sitting up like this. In fact, throughout the day, I don't I forget about it. It's only when I bend over and start doing things like that, that it hurts. Uh, So it's
0: getting better. I'm glad to hear that. You know, speak speaking of that, I was just thinking about the the show where we were talking about that. I think it was last show and I was, was. saying, you know, falling down isn't what it used to be. Well, you fact. know, we had Thanksgiving since then and I was uh, wishing my my Aunt Flo uh, happy thanksgiving and talked to her and for, for some time she lives in pittsburgh and i found out that she had taken a fall in a, a supermarket she's she just turned 82 the other day oh. and she broke her femur bone
1: Oh, the, oh, and, uh, God! That had to be so painful. It, yeah, apparently that's the largest bone in your body.
0: It is, and boy, she and I asked her, did she slip on something? She said, "I hate to say this, but I, I, I tripped over my own feet." Oh, uh, but she, she ended up on the floor, and uh, you know, when the paramedics came, uh, she said that they told her that this, now this is going to hurt a lot when we move you. And she said, the next thing she knew, she was mm-hmm. in the hospital. She passed out. Oh, I that's was that for the painful. best. Now, now that happened on October 23rd. She ended up having surgery the next day on her femur bone. Apparently it was uh, shattered near her pelvic bone and they had to put a, uh, uh, like a, a metal brace on her bone And she was now she's been in a rehabilitation center for like the last month. But she said, boy, this whole uh, thing of being completely immobilized on her bed and in excruciating pain for a month. uh, Yeah, for over a month. And uh, she said, uh, but boy, she sure does have a positive attitude. She talked about um, learning patience from this yeah. whole experience and uh and she saw, she also said that through the pain she's she's really learned how to pray earnestly that's and, true uh, you know i mean there's nothing like pain to get you in touch with god <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not like scripture right there I say that's merle 516 <laughs> but it's true whether it's mental or physical that'll get you Boy, I, I tell real you. quick
0: i mean and and it really puts things into perspective too i mean mm-hmm. here she is with a positive attitude dealing with the as she says the the most excruciating pain she's ever dealt with in her whole life oh. and you know so last night i was thinking about you because i got a little crick in my neck here. And I was having a hard time going to sleep for the first time in a long time. Is it time. stress related? Oh, because
1: I've I, had that many times where you're kind of like so tense too much sitting at a desk or something. And it gets you like, does it feel like one uh, of your discs?
0: No, or, it, just, it feels like there's this tight pulling over oh, here. Okay. And uh, it just sucks. Uh, and that but... could be
1: from too much caffeine too. That can
0: happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I give you
1: cramps and stuff. Huh,
0: Yeah, well, whatever. I I sure do hate it, but nothing compared <laughs> to what uh, my aunt Flo went through yeah. and is going through, and uh, God bless her, and and even what you've gone through. Oh, it's just a minor thing, but these here's one, these four, minor yeah. things can cause you to to disrupt your life.
1: Sure, uh, about mm, I'm thinking about eight years ago now. My mother in law, Lisa's mom took a spill going she's got just two steps going up into her house and um, she slipped on the one and uh, fell to the concrete uh, patio and shattered her hip. And needed a a full hip replacement. And so when we went down there that year, uh, you know, fortunately, it was the worst weather we ever had out of our like 12 times going down there. And because we spent that vacation basically in her rehabilitation place, which was really nice, by the way, but uh, yeah, the same kind of story excruciating pain, saw her go through a lot of phases of uh, um, self pity. And uh, I'd say, you know, largely that kind of thing, uh, kind of really being down depression, Two, as she got on the other side, when the pain got manageable, we kind of coached her up a little bit on this too. But got to the point where she became something of a mentor for other people that had come in. So now she's going room to room as she could on her walker when she ah, or in her wheelchair love to hear this. and uh, made some really dear friends and became an uplifting and popular patient in there.
0: You know, uh, that's a, a common uh, commonality between her and my aunt Flo too. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about that she knew that God didn't make this happen, (laughs) she did, Uh, but uh, she felt that uh, she could be an encourager to other people there, and also that the staff there were treating her like she was their grandmother, and they just Uh love her, Uh and she's, oh, she's such a, this is my dad's uh, sister, Uh, she's just a a sweet, sweet person, and you know, (sighs) Uh, by, the, by the time we were getting off the phone, we were both talking about how much we enjoyed the conversation and how much she said, you know, you're a part of me. And this has been a lot like talking to my brother, you know, my father. Yeah. And it was oh, kind of sort of like that for me as well. So yeah. uh, anyway, how was your Thanksgiving, Barry? <laughs>
1: Uh, Is exceptional. Didn't we have a show since then? We didn't because no, we did, did it before, before the day the before. Sh- yeah, exactly. Seems like and so I, long ago.
0: No kidding. I wanted to find out how the uh, garlic mashed potatoes came out.
1: Nearly world famous garlic mashed potatoes, mind you. Um, <laughs> and they came out incredible. <laughs> you see how humble I am about that. <laughs> yeah. I've worked on that recipe for about thirty years, and I got yeah. it down. And wow. uh, everything was terrific as always, you know, the whole extended family met at my mom's house in Painesville and it's all of our favorite holiday. And our second favorite is probably the 4th of July when we all mm. meet at my aunt's ha- uh, house, where it's in the big, big backyard and uh, the whole layout set up in the garage uh, oh, for brunch.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love 4th of July too. That's, yeah. So now we got great.
1: Christmas coming up. Where's that rank
0: for you? Uh, you know, I, I think Christmas would be a much better holiday if we didn't have to worry about all the shopping ahead of time. I totally I really, agree. Totally. I, I agree. love I love the whole, you know, the concept of Christmas and being together with family, but mm-hmm. man, the whole the whole shopping part adds a stress to the whole thing that yeah. I just uh, I just don't enjoy. And and now Do- I mean, you have, like, you take your life in your hands around here going to the, to the mall. I'm serious. So our our mall got hit up over Thanksgiving from the smash and grab.
1: Wow, I'm not surprised. Man, our violence is through the roof here, too, though, but nothing like
0: is that California.
1: Right? I mean, due to your policies and stuff. Yeah, right. It is the it's most like, ass-backward state in the entire union.
0: I, I mean, I can't think of any worse laws that you could have on the books uh, to encourage... I mean, you know, the the laws are supposed to encourage, you know, order, but our laws actually discourage order.
1: It's I think it's just going to have to hit a pinnacle where it becomes so obvious. It should have been obvious from the start. But you know what else was obvious? Giving kids participation trophies was going to be a bad thing. And (laughs) and 90 percent of us were vocal about it. But it's just like today. But the 10 percent. That are all for it as the vocal minority that wins because it sounds compassionate. And it sounds like if you go against it, that you're a big bad person.
0: And that's what's going on today. Yeah, Yeah. I totally agree. You know, um, this is there's so much to be said there. I don't know. We don't want to get into current events yet, but so much to be said on that that whole subject. But I I I thought the whole participation award thing was just going to fade away, but it just it it got (laughs) it got exponentially worse. Now they're rioting.
1: Yes, now they're now they're rioting and canceling people. Yeah, yeah. They they can't
0: even call it rioting, you know, or or or, uh, did you? Did you see the shopping the news over the weekend? You can't call it looting anymore because that's that's uh, it's
1: racist.
0: Yeah, come yeah. on. Like,
1: like, uh, what did they uh, the one guy said? Uh, we said it in the podcast last week. Uh, something shopping, undocumented shopping. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. That's what it's going to go to. Yeah.
0: Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And 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 There's so many other implications there. You know, like if you, if you, you show up to work, you know, and you're two hours late, I don't know. There's, there's probably a new word for that.
1: Oh, there is all part of that critical race theory. Some of that stuff was included. Oh no, it was the uh, die thing, the diversity inclusion and uh, Hmm. equity thing that's going around through a lot of corporations. Somebody took with their cell phone uh, screenshots of this where punctuality was a white supremacy thing. Mm. Something like trying to work to your potential. Yeah, what? The meritocracy is
0: somehow racist.
1: Yes, I don't
0: understand how this gets past
1: common sense filters of adult people that are running companies. I don't care what your sex or your race is.
0: No wonder. I mean, Kamala rioting.
1: Harris pointed out the failure of going by just sex, sex and race. All right. Yeah. 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 The, the whole democratic party is going to fail because of that
0: move. Wow, they're they're struggling. Boy, I tell you, we'll, oh, we'll have to see what happens.
1: By the way, I'm sure that just offended uh, some people, probably not many of our listeners, but I just saw last night Merle that we got a one star rating on our podcast from someone. And, uh, I think I know who that probably is. I have had a friend that totally turned into this hate monger person that has, you know, know I'm talking about, I wouldn't mention any names, but I've kind of gotten stalked a little bit online with hateful comments. And um, my, I would bet a good deal of money that that's where that one star rating came from. And what that makes me think in every one of these incidents, makes me think, how do you do that to yourself? Cause you're doing, you're just out there seeking out hate, you know, yeah,
0: and I've yeah. never
1: replied to any of this and I never will, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down there in a, those trenches cause then it'll be a wee thing. It's not a wee thing. That's a, but I thought about this Merle that for somebody to lash out like that against somebody that you, I, we you really used to love each other truly. Hmm. that she must feel so offended, like I've personally knocked her down or something to lash out like that. And that's what happens when we get we, we identify with our ideologies on a personal level. And what I hate about that, because I, my ideologies shift and evolve over time. I don't identify with them. It's just ah, this is what I'm contending to lean towards right now seems to me. But when you identify strongly with a group or an ideology, you get so personally offended about anything that goes, anything else against it is a personal attack. And we're seeing that so much today. And it's really a shame.
0: It, it's permeating our whole culture, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. And i I had thought about this a lot too, because I've got certain friends that aren't friends any longer, and not not because I didn't want them to be friends, because but it, but the fact is is that I have a different opinion than they do, mm-hmm. and uh, for some reason they took it upon themselves to end our friendship. Uh, as a result. And this is happening in families. and it Families is. are breaking up. Friendships and business relationships are breaking up. And it's, a, it's, it's very hurtful. But I, I thought this through, and I started to think, let me just see if this resonates with you, is um, more than being offended, I was thinking that um, a lot of these types of opinions become so much where you feel that you have to self justify yourself. Um, Maybe there's a sense of guilt even there that could this be a right thing that I'm thinking and when they see somebody that has a different opinion, uh, there's almost like gasoline in their tank to eliminate that opinion and get that opinion out of there so that won't assault their own conscience. Um, I can just recall times in my life where I had a a certain opinion that deep in my heart I knew this is wrong but I like it it makes for some reason it makes Mm. me feel good Mm -hmm. and anybody that came against that opinion I had to attack them so that they would just stop bringing up the subject and uh, Mm. I don't know there seems to be some sort of self-justification involved in these things because what would you know to your point in the beginning what would motivate somebody to seek out somebody this yeah. way? Yeah. And, and like almost like these people are trolling online to find somebody that disagrees oh, yeah. with them. Yeah. And this is like an all day thing. They're doing this. There's something more than just a fence that seems to be motivating this kind of behavior to me. I
1: think that, and I see it on the right and the left on Facebook. Oh yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's
0: non-discriminatory.
1: Right. And I think people th- really think that they're forming their identity and I'm making the world a better place by uh, shooting these people down. Now, what's scary about this, do you remember that guy, uh, Tristan Harris, that was on the social dilemma. Yes. I'll never he was forget. just on Rogan with a oh, friend of his that is uh, also on the same crusade to try to uh, enlighten people to the dangers of what's going on with, especially Facebook, but it's gotten worse, man. Uh, and what's social dilemma what, a year, maybe two years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, Right. Well, he, they were talking about now that AI has gotten to the point where they can scroll through your social media accounts and uh, AI itself can start responding in your voice, the way that you talk, the way that you write, and alongside your opinions. And even so, if they want to uh, increase polarization, and by the way, this is happening from overseas companies more than anything else, and it's so prolific, nobody has any idea. And so they can uh, automatically scan news websites for articles that support your uh controversial opinion, and just put these posts out there that are inflammatory to people on the other side. Mm. And so it just totally increases the divide. And what bothers me so much is that people that are younger, have an excuse of being uh, naive, people that are 50 and older, tend to just have settled in their ways. And too many people are like, "Hey, I'm watching mainstream media, and I'm on Facebook. That's my life, and that's the danger that that's the problem that we have. That's boy, the I product. Yeah. That's the product right there that is being manipulated."
0: You know, Barry, I, boy, I sure do agree with you that this is a this is a big red flag for what is to come. I was watching, um, I don't know, some channel. I think it was ESPN but it was a preview to a show about uh the NFL uh Al Davis and um who was the the owner of the Oakland Raiders right. and uh Pete Rozelle the old commissioner of the NFL and these two warred against each other and, mm. and it dynamically changed the NFL forever and both of them have passed away this show that's coming on is a sort of a recap of those things that happened in history. Mm -hmm. But here's the part that was stunning to me is that um, part of the show is that they have incorporated AI and they've got these impersonators uh, for both of them. And they're going to have a discussion almost like the ghost of Pete Rozelle and Al Davis actually having an argument with each other Uh, or or a conversation regarding the past based on all the things they ever said that's recorded and you go they're they're gonna you know even use their voices and, and expressions and things like that and I thought okay that's interesting I could see myself watching that show but who's to stop anybody from doing that to you not just on Mm -hmm. social media with something you would say in print like you're saying but they could actually make it look like I'm saying something and doing something to incriminate me or put me away forever or whatever I mean Mm -hmm. it's really I tell you the first time I saw, what was that? Uh, there was a movie uh, where these aliens attack. Uh, it was like 20 years ago, Will Smith was in it. Where they Oh, blew,
1: Independence Day.
0: Yeah, and they blew up the White House. And yeah. it looked so, it looked that so was, real.
1: It did. That was kind of like uh, the forefront of the trailer because we never saw anything like that. We see it right. every day now
0: in movies. But, but now you can just, you know. I mean, this AI thing, as wonderful as it could be used, and I've got an example of a, a pretty cool thing that, ai can do but when you really look at that and you think about the implications it is uh it well, there's some scary stuff that can well, happen from
1: my this. my point of view merle i've always th- been falling back on because i'm a creative person I, i'm like okay i know the trucking industry is going to be taken over by ai in no time at all that's going to be a big problem you can imagine uh so many positions in companies uh, customer service has largely been infiltrated with AI. But me as a creative, well, now these is we're talking about here, AI is capable of having these intelligent conversations, uh, like a clone, you know, well, So I'm sitting here thinking, oh, boy, I improve people's SEO by creating this content that pushes it. Well, now AI is going to do all that. What is going to be, how are we going to employ people? I mean, this is Mm -hmm. happening so quickly uh, Mm -hmm. that a year ago, I I just never would thought that I'd be saying what I just said about the creative content, uh, creation of creative content. That's just mind blowing to me.
0: It really is when you think about it. I mean, you know, they even have uh, phone solicitors that are that are computers Uh, now and you you almost can't tell at first that it's a that it's a computer that you're talking to uh, until you try to engage in a conversation with them. But I mean, you know, where is this headed is how are we going to employ everybody. You know, when you start to think about uh, that and quantum computing mm-hmm. put together, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, I think you actually turned me on to what that is, and mm-hmm. I started to research it. Man, this is these are computers that can think at—I mean, trillions, they can think for themselves
1: of times faster than a, a, a conventional computer. So you can't wrap your head about around that. So it seems to me. I said this a long time ago, because apparently we're supposed to have a quantum computer. And I need to look into that again. But if we do have a quantum computer that can think trillions of times faster then how is it not already replicating itself and, uh, and creating, I mean, basically, it would be a new life. Basically, I think it would turn into God almost immediately, because it thinks trillions of times faster than us. Or, or a conventional computer. So if you got AI, which can beat us at any board game or any game that you want to put in front of it, and it can today, uh, and even bluff in poker, so it can be deceptive as well. Now you couple that with a quantum a quantum computer. How yeah. how is it how is it not taking over the world already? I don't understand.
0: Well, and then you've got these um, lifelike android people that we've seen, and you add quantum computing and, and AI to that. And you've got yourself a living sci fi movie.
1: <laughs> yes, you do. And that's what I keep thinking. We're gonna have to merge with it. I think that that's our destiny. I think that's what unlinks the the uh, all the secrets between life and the merging of life and death between the merging of us with God. And, um, the second coming of Christ, the Mayan calendar, all these hmm. things seem like that's going to come to a head pretty soon. And I know we've
0: talked about this several times. Yeah. I actually see the opposite. I, mm-hmm. I do see what you're saying, and I see that as our destruction. Um, oh, that, I could see that. I could that, see because, it. Because, you know, I'm as you to be talk hopeful. about. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put a black cloud on this whole thing. but And yeah, we'll see we you next week. I've got unplugged myself. I'm an android, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, because especially when we talk about God and God and the quantum computing seem to be at odds with each other, and so you, I could imagine that uh, that I, it think would gonna think I think it's going to unlock God. I think it's going to be kind see of- that's exactly what I think is that it would see itself as it would see God as competing with it, and it would have to try to destroy God. Um, that's how that's how I see it, and. I see that as we take a look at how technology has evolved today and how we can see there seems to be a it seems to be at odds with with God. And uh, Mm -hmm. but, you know, this these are things that I guess we're going to find out. But I, but I do see how this, um, how technology is being used by governments. I mean, take a look at China, for example, and you take a look at this, um, this atheistic type of society that uh, that tries to purge God out of the equation and make itself God, yeah. and you have to bow down to that God or mm-hmm. you'll be eliminated. I see a scenario like that.
1: Hmm. I tend to think that. The more enlightened we get, uh, awareness, intelligence, the more uh, benel- benel- benevolent that you must become. I, mm. I, I think they go hand in hand. See, we're still like you know, we always see the uh, the kind of Orwellian prophecies that always make us look so harmful, and and we are. I mean, we're so primitive. Look how primitive civilization is, and how we've done nothing but conquer each other in order, you know, uh, English people came over here, Spanish people came over here and conquered the Native Americans and, and took their land. And but that's happened in every society throughout history with, you know, right now there's a movement just to concentrate on that. Like white people were the only people ever do this. Um, But everybody's done that. And, and so we're just so primitive. And then we had the movies about, okay, the aliens come down. And of course, what do we do? There's the evil Sergeant or captain going fire. And then, you know, we fire our primitive weapons at them. And then, then we got a big problem. And, uh, and then we tend to think that, these aliens would also just want to conquer us, because that's all we know. But I think by the time we're able to unlock quantum physics, and have that kind of an awareness, if, if we could, and if we could find sustainable energy, that's a big problem. That's a big motivator. Right mm-hmm. there is you know whoever owns the energy kind of owns uh, the power and all that. But if everybody had everything they needed, then you're just struggling for power for power's sake, not for survival. You know, and I just think that the more advanced that we get, the more benevolent we have to become. The the more intelligent that we get. Do you really? Th- so that's what I'm getting back to is the quantum computing and AI. I think it would just it would immediately try to solve, uh, violence.
0: So I, I, I I understand what you're saying. And I, I got a couple of things. Um, one of them is that as we take a look at world history, you made some great points, by the way, as you take a look at world history, war has been at the center of world history from the beginning um, it, interestingly, from a biblical perspective, it's Adam and Eve in the, in the Garden of Eden, and there's one tree that they cannot eat from, and it's the tree of knowledge. Um, the Satan fools uh, Eve and Adam into eating the fruit of that tree that they were forbidden to eat, and the key was that uh, is that Satan was saying, if you eat this fruit, you will be like God and you'll know everything. And what they ended up knowing was uh, was about sin, uh, because they were they didn't know about that before. And the thing is, is that there's a theme there that more information doesn't lead to benevolence. If we take a look at What should have happened at the turn of the century as um, in the 20th century is as knowledge was increasing, as circulation of information was increasing, there was this whole humanist movement that was taking place, basically saying that man in the center of his heart is good. And for the first time in world history, we actually had a world war. And then we put together devices to stop that from ever happening again, the League of Nations, and yeah. then we have an even worse world war yeah. after that. Yeah, that and was then, a big failure. I, I, so then I just want to point out to, as we take a look at how social media has in in our our mobile phones turned into smartphones and everybody is communicating. I don't see how the world has gotten more benevolent as far as information. It seems like we're becoming more like insects where we're ruthlessly devouring each other uh, online, even when we're driving our cars, you know, used to be on horses and everything. Uh, Look how how people act when they they don't have an identity they're just behind these cars they they treat other people like they're like they're dirt like animals and then finally i'll go to the ultimate proof is star trek (laughs) <laughs> you look at, I love I love that show. And it's so funny because Captain Kirk is always bragging about how evolved the human species has become. Yeah. And they, they have this uh, prime directive that they can't interfere uh, with these other nations. Every, almost every single episode ends with this terrible battle that's happening and yeah. they're killing people and phasering people down yeah. and all. It's like I. I I know, I know it's just a television show, but it seems to be an example of we we can't get away from uh, this human nature that's inside of us. We're we're a fallen uh, species. I hear
1: what you're saying, but I get back to civilization is so young Um, and God is I'm going to sound really vague and dumb here because uh, I'm kind of ill prepared. But I was just listening to a Rogan podcast the other day where he had on this guy who's a, he's a, a, a civilization historian and just a, a junkie on it. he's got this super popular YouTube channel. That's how Rogan found him. Cause he's really into ancient civilizations. And I really want to check this out. Cause it sounds really interesting. And this guy, he's a journal. he, he it tackles this from a journalistic point of view, not a conspiracy theorist point of view, not a, you know, not real wacky stuff. It's, it's all about trying to find the proof. And he was talking about, I forget the terminology, but there is a terminology and uh, it was found that the CIA was studying this as well. When you uh, have to get that information that they have to disclose and most of it's redacted, but you see just enough. And it was called uh, the Adam and Eve, something. And what it was studying is there's a theory that the earth does this, there's a term for it, but it's like this internal nuclear fusion hiccup. And it just, it just pretty much uh, devours the, the implications that physically happen from it destroys all of life on earth basically. Mm. Mm. And it seems like it happens every 600 to 800,000 years. And so the last time that had happened is they called it the Adam and Eve period, where like a super small amount of the population uh, survived enough to rebuild uh, the, the uh, humankind again. And so that's a theory, I just find it very interesting. Oh, so the, that means is that they there were other ancient civilizations before Hours there's, and I've heard this since I was a kid. And so, when they're talking about the pyramids and stuff, and trying to figure out how old they are, which is really, really hard to do, um, and how they made them, of course. I mean, they they are talking about these these tunnels that are bored, I think it towards the bottom of them, but, but through granite cylindrical tunnels bored through granite and. In 1983, when these studies were done on them, we don't have a technology today that could get, that could bore hole, holes through that granite In what they estimated how they did it. Hmm. Like they had better technology and probably without electricity or whatever. But you got to understand, we happen to come upon electricity. What if we didn't? What if we continued to evolve and make tools and different things, and we found a different fuel source? Mm. And it, it's kind of like when we we're talking about uh, the Bob Lazar stuff with the uh, UFOs, and it and it was um, kind of a conspiracy theory that that certain element, uh, element thirty-one or whatever it was, right, f- right. Uh, they found this uh, in within the ufos to be the propulsion fuel for ufos and now all of a sudden we can artificially create it and, it and it's been disclosed that oh yes this element really does exist it's not just conspiracy theory and they were talking well what if our society discovered that element as fuel first instead of electricity or gasoline engines yeah, I, you, our society could be so it, different
0: you, you're right and you yeah. you know what's i i'm thinking about what you're saying here and Remember I I shared that uh video with you called uh, Monopoly. <clears throat> it was a pretty stunning video. I don't know if you watched the whole thing, but part of it I'm trying was trying to remember
1: showing... when when
0: did you uh, A few weeks ago. Uh, oh, it was right. talking about how uh Vanguard and and BlackRock were con- oh, yes. investment firms that had consolidated all of this money that they basically own the whole world right now.
1: Please please explain that for everyone because I thought I, it was an eye opener it was it, it, it
0: really was this whole uh and i, I don't have the full name it's, it starts with monopoly how the rich had taken over the world or something like that and really these investment firms uh, uh have consolidated uh, all of this money, these super uber rich people have hidden their money within these investment firms, namely Vanguard and, and BlackRock being the top two. There's, there's many others, but they all invest in each other. Uh, they've all become uh, really much more of a, a pyramid kind of a scheme yep. where the rich can can really hide their money in there and they can do these things with the money tax-free, and and really be nameless and faceless behind the things that they're doing. And um, the
1: important thing is, is that they have the largest part of investments in all the biggest companies in the world.
0: That's right. So so basically, it's if you take a look at it, they've become a government of themselves, a, a really a one world government that's controlling all of these other governments. This sounds far-fetched, but when you take a look at this video, you can see how it actually works and who's pulling the strings for pretty much everything that's happening right now. Uh, But one of the key things that I saw, just going back to what you were talking about, about energy was that uh, they were saying that there have been inventions um, uh, as far as propulsion is concerned that have been sidelined and they were actually showing this hovering mechanism uh, Mm -hmm. that seemed to be just going on its own without any kind of output much like some of these so-called ufos that we're seeing Mm -hmm. that had the kibosh put on the the research and development by these very powerful companies i want to add to that the reason being that that kind of technology comes out and ruins a gigantic money train that these people that own everything have been capitalizing on for all these years go ahead
1: yeah just uh to back up what you're saying i remember i seem to be the only one that remembers this but in the early 90s there was a commercial is like coming soon and they're showing this car uh as if it was being filmed by a drone going like down the Pacific highway, you know, everybody has to use that view. Right. Right. Um, And, uh, but it was a hydrogen car and they said, you know, coming soon. uh, The only emission from this is a drop of water and all of that. Well, that disappeared. And like I said, nobody seems to know anything about it. I remember that. I remember that commercial and you know, the oil companies did something there that, and yeah, that's long gone.
0: And then the point is, is that the, the, the real owners of these oil companies, and by the way, this is pretty easy information to track if you go on um, Yahoo Finance and you pull up these companies and you look at um, how they're owned, you know, up to 80% of these companies are owned by investment yeah. firms. And when you look at the investment the firms, they're all the same ones, which yeah. is mind-blowing. So
1: think about that. We worry about these monopolies like Google or Apple or all that. The real monopolies are these few gigantic investment firms that own the, you know, a ton of their stock.
0: Well, the big trick is is that you and I think, oh, these guys are competing against each other. You're right. Just take Coca Cola and and Pepsi and, yeah. and and pull those up on Google Finance. I mean Yahoo Finance, and you'll find out that the same investment firms own both of those companies. And uh,
1: McDonald's so, and Burger King. It's I'm the sure same, it's the same. They're
0: all the same people that own. The, and, and we've been duped into thinking, oh, I'm I'm taking my business over here. Yeah. The same guy gets your <laughs> gets your money. It's like it's, we it's, thought
1: the book stops here, but there's this whole nother level uh,
0: above it. 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 It's, it's almost diabolical. So so going back to the oil companies, <clears throat> it's not just the oil guys that are behind this, that they're they're small potatoes. Mm-hmm. When you take a look at the power behind who's making these decisions, these yeah. guys, the, the type of money that we're talking about is is unfathomable. And when you look at how they've tied in government and how uh, oh, just take a look at the Federal Reserve Bank and you go into how the Federal Reserve Bank operates and where our tax dollars are actually going, you think that uh, I, I won't even go any further. It's, it it's gets sick, complicated. Right? But yeah. the fact is, is that we 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 as a people. Need to really educate ourselves on what's going on and why it's going on. Yeah. I mean, even we talked about the whole smash and grab thing, and it seems like, well, why would the state of California let that happen? There's a reason why they're letting this happen, and you have to take a look at where the motivation is really coming from. <clears throat> But it it seems to be, when you start to take a look at this, again, it goes back to a one world government, no borders, no mm. nations. <clears throat> These people need to be able to, to break down those borders in order to fully have control of the, the entire society. And I know this sounds mm. like I'm way off on a on a tangent here. I think it's take, interesting. Take a look at the money trail. You always got to take a look at the money trail, right? <clears throat> oh, take a look that. at the money trail, and the, it's staggering what you what you're gonna find out.
1: Well, it it truly is, because look how infiltrated the money is into our politics. And so you got the Democratic Party, which I was a lifelong Democrat, I was raised that way, very blue collar family and what blue collar family didn't proudly say they were Democrats, right? right. Uh, It was a little man, uh, unions and uh, all about the workers and uh, trying to compete against the greedy uh, white collar class. Well, Joe Biden just spent Thanksgiving at a private equity billionaire's uh, Nantucket mansion, David Rubenstein, co-founder of the private equity firm, the Carlisle Group. And um, so bad optics, Joe, Uh, just doesn't really look good with what's going on, uh, especially with the uh, inflation that we're all suffering from here. Pelosi was just slammed. These are Democrats here, just slammed for officiating a lavish wedding of the getty oil heiress of course i have a link for that so you know she's once again hobnobbing with the celebrities and super rich right there obama just had his lavish birthday party with a bunch of billionaires and celebrities and all of these by the way none of them are wearing masks and let's not forget Our world savior-to-be, AOC, just uh, was gifted her $30,000 ticket so she could play princess for an evening at that gala a few weeks ago. But she put with red paint, tax the rich on her dress. So that's how she justified getting immediately infiltrated into the elite. So these are the people that are supposed to be representing the little guy and uh, supposed to be lessening the burden on us average everyday taxpayers. I don't feel very hopeful about this.
0: No, no. And by the way, Barry, I just uh, sent you over the chat. uh, The link to that video we're talking about, it's called Monopoly. Who owns the world? must see and it's about an hour long it is a big eye opener it's, it's actually it well done well it's done.
1: really good i will definitely i just copied it i'm putting it in the show notes right now and uh, i really encourage everybody to uh, check that out it is an eye opener and you know for all we've t- tried to talk about um who's dominating who uh, during this podcast that shed a whole new light on things.
0: Well, I wanted to go back to something that, uh, that, that uh, we were talking about, which is AI. And uh, and we were talking about quantum as well. There's something in the news that uh, just came out here. Let me see if I can pull this up. Um, we uh, here in Los Angeles, uh, we just had a, Uh, Let's see here. Okay, here it is. Okay, so FBI warns Los Angeles County Sheriff Chinese company harvested employee DNA. Okay, say say that again. So the FBI warned Los Angeles County Sheriff Chinese company. Harvested employee DNA. Let me just say this. Uh, Los Angeles County contracted Fulgent Genetics Corporation to harvest data about Wuhan coronavirus vaccination status and to administer testing for the disease. It turns out that the company direct, has direct ties to the Chinese Communist Party and the FBI had to intervene. Um, This is a letter from uh, Sheriff Villanueva. He's saying this letter is to inform you the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department will not participate in registering or testing with Fulgent Genetics Corporation due to the fact that the DNA obtained is not guaranteed to be safe and secure from foreign governments and will likely be shared with the Republic of China. Uh, He goes on to say that uh, he was contacted by the Bureau of Investigation, the Federal Bureau of Investigation Mass or Weapons of Mass Destruction coordinator who shared with him the FBI's need to brief Los Angeles County leaders as to the very concerning information they learned regarding testing of
1: I wish you would stop saying, could we speak in code on that one?
0: Um, Okay, uh, this is the direct, this is what this, uh, this article is talking about. And uh, the article itself is, uh, is they, they've, had to, they've had to shut that down due to the relationship with the Chinese Communist Party. In other words, they're collecting DNA. Why would they want our DNA?
1: I, it's, I thought about this when we did the ancestry thing and they gave you an option should, uh, do you want us to keep your DNA on file for future if you want to come back and revisit this or somehow or another. And Lisa's like, uh, we were talking about it. she's like, sure, why not you you never know and I'm like, I don't know, I don't want them making a clone of, of me and sending that off on a Mars mission or something like that. Uh, sending a bunch of DNA to Mars and then, you know, harvesting clones. And I got all this kind of crazy idea that maybe my consciousness would somehow be over there. And uh, anyways,
0: I, <laughs> I, I that think, doesn't, that's not that far fetched.
1: I think that the DNA thing, I think that these companies that are uh, assembling the DNA, they, maybe they have an idea of what they're going to do with, but it could be like Google. Google really didn't know what they were going to do with all this information at first. And then they started finding all kinds of ways to become one of the biggest companies in the world using all this information that they collect on us.
0: Yeah. So uh, I agree with you that, uh, that, that is a phenomenon that's happened. They've gotten all this information yeah. and now with the advent of AI, you can take that information and make correlations with that information that we've never been able to make before. And as we talk about quantum, uh, this is a computerized system that could put together information so much faster uh, and so much more in so much more of a relevant way that uh, the computer can actually think for itself. So it could start to uh, put together scenarios that you and I could never think of uh, yeah. whatsoever. Now uh, to 23 uh, and me is one of the uh, places that I, I actually think that's got this need- as a, uh, as a Christmas present from my mm-hmm. mother. And I put my saliva in there and sent it in and just amazing facts came out of that. And, Ours Not was only, so boring. This <laughs> <Ours>
1: is disappointing. <laughs> I
0: forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, but but the fact was that they could actually go in and find out what diseases I might be susceptible to uh, yeah. uh, based on my whole family tree. So get this, Barry. Um, have you ever heard of a guy named Chi Hodian before? Mm-mm. Okay, so Chi Hodian was the... Uh, he was actually the defense minister. Let's see. He, he was uh, uh, the... People's Liberation Army Defense Minister for from 90, 1995 to two thousand and two, um, and I happen to have here a segment of his of a speech that he actually gave in two thousand and five. I just want to read this to you because mm-hmm. this is. This is kind of um, eye-opening. He's, he's saying this in his speech, and this was to the People's Liberation Army. It was supposed to be secret, uh, but it was obtained. And in his speech, he's talking about uh living space and how the population of china is at at that point 1.3 billion people and that they needed to be able to expand their 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 living space much like uh we've heard that the which was what hitler was talking about and he was also talking about how that two great powers can't exist in the same place, and that one has to live and one has to die. Mm. He's talking about the United States. Mm. And he says this, uh, only by using special means to clean up America will we be able to lead the Chinese people there. This is the only choice left for us. This is not a matter of whether we're willing to do it or not. What kind of special means is there available for us to clean up America? Conventional weapons such as fighters, cannons, missiles, and battleships won't do. Neither will highly destructive weapons such as nuclear weapons. We're not as foolish as to want to perish together with America by using nuclear weapons, despite the fact that we've been exclaiming that we will have the Taiwan issue resolved at whatever cost. Only by using non-destructive weapons can we kill many people, uh, can, can kill many people will we be able to reserve America for ourselves there's been rapid development of modern biological technology and new mm-hmm. bioweapons have been invented one after another of course we have to we have not been idle in past years we've seized the opportunity to master weapons of this kind we're capable of achieving our purpose of cleaning up america all of a sudden when comrade zhao ping was still with us the party central committee had the uh, percept uh, perspicacity to make the right decision not to develop aircraft carrier groups and focus instead on developing lethal weapons that can eliminate mass populations of the enemy country so yeah. he goes on but when you start to think about the fact that they are very much in the race to develop quantum and oh, that yeah. they the 23andme by the way has been breached i don't know if you heard that a no. lot of the- DNA places have been breached already, so they have your information. Uh, So the fact is, is that this is something, and I'm glad that the FBI was on this uh, with uh, the the County of Los Angeles, but this is a much bigger thing than just the County of Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, you would think, well, who would want our DNA? Hospitals are being breached all the time. This is something that we actually need to be prepared for because this is part of the warfare that's happened. This was the Minister of Defense saying this back in 2005. Wow. Um, And so uh, this isn't just some guy coming up with this, this is some amazing stuff that's happening right here. Scary. if you read this whole uh, speech that he gives, he's talking about the Chinese people being the master race. It sounds very familiar.
1: Uh, yeah, it does.
0: Um, and I just go back to this whole thing that we were talking about before about you know where does this uh, this technology lead to? And in the right hands, it could lead to exactly what you're talking about. But there's something about mankind where like the that this. They, they want for some reason. We have these characters that want to take over the whole world and right. and use it for evil purposes. So that is well. Why it's always evil could be if good or could be bad.
1: It's always evil if it's not your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we we would like to think, uh, well, if the United States has it, then we're going to use it for all the right purposes. And yeah, mm. we're the same people that do all these mind control experiments and other kind of torturous things on our own people.
0: Testing um, on beagles. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. I worry about things like um, I, along the lines we're talking about the, I just mentioned the mind control experiments, the electromagnetic uh kind of like uh, beams that they've been experimenting with shooting them yes. from satellites and stuff yes. like that and people like getting sick and these yes. are this is invisible i don't know if you call it radiation or i don't know if you call it a laser what do you call that thing when you're shooting electromagnetic pulse at somebody i don't know
0: i don't yeah i don't know if it's like an invisible death kind of, ray yeah. It's, yeah
1: it's these kind of things that really really worry me but oh i forgot what i was going to say about where were we going with all of this
0: But we were talking about uh, quantum computing and -hmm. mixed with AI. And I still think that as soon
1: as you fire up that quantum computer, which I thought, I thought we had one actually working in Sweden or something like that. I got to look that up again, but it seems to me, as soon as you fire that up, that thinks, thinks trillions of times faster than us, it would immediately outthink, All of our, you know, it would understand, oh, well, these guys are going to try to control me and they're going to battle over who's going to uh, use me for their own selfish will. So I need to neutralize this. How do I neutralize this and uh, get them to start cooperating? It would have to become the power instead of letting any, any faction of human race. I don't. So I, don't I know. agree.
0: Uh, is it CERN that you're talking about? Uh, Sounds right. Yeah. So and that's in Europe. Uh, in the, m- many of the European nations are a, a part of this whole thing. But but yeah, I I see that as I mean, if you're another nation and the, your competitor has this technology, it, it, it's a knee jerk reaction to see that as a, uh, a threat. Uh, even a a warlike threat, and just that seems to be our our human history and our human nature are uh, revolve around that whole thing. So, I just uh, going back to that whole thing of being uh, computers and melding with computers. I, I definitely see what you're talking about there, but i I don't see outcomes uh, the, of the people that are controlling that uh, would certainly be the people that are behind the vanguards and the black rocks because they're yeah. the only people with the money to do that and they don't seem to be uh, benevolent
1: mm, okay i just did a i yeah, yeah, i'm sure they're not uh a search for is are there is there an existing quantum computer there's now a real quantum computer that anyone can use remotely this is from a website gizmodo uh for decades quantum computing has been the Preserve of research labs preserve I don't understand that but now IBM has made its own working prototype quantum computer accessible via the Internet literally anyone can use it. The company has made a five qubit quantum computer which sits in a New York lab remotely accessible using a special piece of software. In a New York lab, hmm. it's now it's not for the faint-hearted. The user-friendly interface shown below still requires you to understand how quantum devices work, which is well beyond comprehension for most of us. I don't think that you guys want me to read the rest of this, but this makes me think of another thing. I saw I listened to on that special with Rogan when they were talking about AI. They said that uh, almost available to anyone right now is this AI where you could create your own video game by typing or speaking. You could tell a computer, this AI computer, what you want. And I think they were doing it in real time on the show, but saying how they built uh, the video game asteroids. I want it to do this. And then I want uh, these rocks to be blown apart in the smaller rocks and it's doing it. It's doing the computations for you. So. Hmm. It The average everyday person has programming avail, available to them. Though.
0: That's fascinating. I
1: mm-hmm. think wow. about that. I mean, think about that. Because to this point, you know, the one thing that I heard since I was uh, pretty young is, boy, if you want to go into a field that you can be sure will always be there for you, it's programming.
0: Wow and that gets eliminated yeah just like the truck drivers it's it's not just you know blue collar work that we're talking about here we're talking about anything that requires uh any any kind of thinking at a higher level Mm -hmm. um you know this is critical thinking this is this is uh uh, become a thing of the could could become obsolete because of these computers that is really it's
1: staggering
0: mind-blowing hey i'm still to trying this. to wrap
1: my head around
0: it on the good side uh and i don't maybe this isn't good but you know i'm a salesperson I, i'm doing 1099 work for different companies right now as a salesperson and uh, they, top secret
1: stuff though
0: Yep, yeah, can't talk about it but there's There's a there's a a company out there called Seamless AI, and they've got a platform where they're bragging that they can deliver to you anyone's contact information of any business leader, CEO, CFO, chairman of the board, anybody out there through the magic of of ai mm. and it just mm. goes into you know look into f- all the the internet social media the news everything to come up with this information and deliver right into your into your email and uh or into a database that can be exported into a crm very easily so on the, on the good side that saves a whole lot of uh, of of work because it's very hard to get that information. But on the bad side, there's no privacy. I mean, anybody can get a hold of anybody now.
1: I think that uh, the internet. One of the first things that I kind of thought as the internet was uh, maturing, and uh, I thought, well we're now becoming for better or for worse, a much more transparent society. We didn't even used to use that word before, but now we use it all the time. Transparent. Yeah. And, you know, our government always tries to be say they're transparent and then not be transparent. The more and they then, say
0: transparent, the less transparent. True. They
1: are. And then on a personal level, when we're not transparent, uh, and things are found out about you. Oh, now it's canceled call. It's shame. Um, you're shamed uh, into submission. And that's been used for black men. Well, what, what if this is all a really good thing that we just become so transparent that you can't even be shamed about anything that we start realizing we're a fallible human beings and okay, you got your crap. I got my crap, and we're trying to get better. Um, and so i'm saying as things evolve maybe uh maybe that is a really good thing in part of our evolution
0: May- maybe i i don't know. i'm thinking like several things came to mind that i'm not going to talk about here but uh i can't, uh, you're right well uh, what comes I to my hate- mind
1: where i'm Go going ahead. with it is corruption so uh you can immediately tell if somebody's disingenuous or not and look at our politicians uh and so it on Earth, real intent and corruption, ill uh, malevolence versus benevolence. Like you could yeah. see it right away, which side of the fence you're on. There, yeah. I, yeah. it could be that could be a really good thing.
0: I, I I I tend to agree with you, and at the same time, I can see how things that have happened like well into the past seem to uh come up and bite people all the time and and yeah. sometimes these things have happened when let's say you're a kid and you said something really stupid or you documented something really oh, yeah. stupid and then 30 years later it's yeah. like, you know, you said this and, and maybe it wasn't a bad thing you said at the time culturally, but yeah, now things the culture has changed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you wrote a joke in someone's
1: yearbook. Yeah, 30 right. years ago, right. pulling that out. Right.
0: Uh, and that's happening all the time. Now. Oh, it is.
1: Oh, we, we you and I talked about very briefly. So uh, Jack Dorsey is stepping down or shoved out of Twitter. I'm not sure which. Yeah. Uh, in favor of the guy that they've already dug up a bunch of past tweets on the new guy. I don't remember his name. I'm not looking at any of this in front of me, but uh, so the new guy has all these uh, would you say woke or, but uh, let's say racially insensitive tweets uh, is I guess mm-hmm. how I would put it. Right. So yeah. it's kind of like, uh, so apparently Jack, Oh, is it specu- yeah. Is it speculation that he is stepping down, being pressured because of the uh, censorship problems?
0: I think Twitter? it is I because I, I when I was reading the report on that, I didn't see anything about him being pushed out of it. But you could kind of read between the lines because that's yeah. what I was doing, too. And yeah. Thinking, well, first off. This, this is out of the blue uh yeah. and I, I was not expecting this at all and usually when stuff like that happens it's because some kind of scandal that they're trying to to push down oh, come out about two weeks yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. well it turns out he's a ceo of another company as well really? dorsey is i uh, can't remember what the name of that company is but he was talking about now he could spend more time doing this but there's something about the whole thing smelled fishy to me
1: yeah and then it sounds like with the uh back uh the the tweets from years gone by with the new guys kind of sounds like out of the frame pan into the microwave oven doesn't it?
0: it you know my first reaction was oh thank god they finally got rid of this guy yeah, he's yeah, he's the too. bad guy that's me doing too. all this bad stuff and censoring yeah. everybody but then you know, as I thought about it, I thought, you know, usually in this day and age when stuff like that happens, it's, you know, they got get rid of this guy because he, he wasn't censoring enough. He wasn't doing, he wasn't doing, <laughs> he wasn't doing the, the bad deed enough. And now they got this other guy coming behind him. That's, you know, like a uh, uh, licking his chops, like let, uh, wait till they get a load of me, you know? So uh, we're, we're going to have to find out, but I, uh, I just don't see anything good coming out of this one, Barry.
1: <laughs> I know, I hear you. Um, I think that we should lighten this up and We're move not- on. Not that it has. It, this has been a light pod- podcast for the most part, anyways. Real, I've been really enjoying this.
0: Me too. Me too. Yeah,
1: it's been a fun podcast. Uh, I got a really cute uh, video to share with you. I, I actually on the lighter side, I got like four different things oh, to good. choose from, but I think we'll just stick with two for now. And I. This is just cute, and uh, even have that. I don't get. It. I know, I know. Okay, so this uh, bird gets shushed, listens to instructions, and then sings perfectly. And this cute teenage girl. <laughs> this is her with her bird. Wait. You're
0: supposed to say, "If you're happy, if you're happy, and you know it's half your beat." Now your turn. <laughs> your
1: turn.
0: Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Can you imagine if you had a bird like that? Yeah,
1: and you know it's half your feet. Now your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is so adorable. cute. That's it, adorable. it truly is. And, um, Boy, that when the, I, I think those birds uh live a really long
0: time. I think they do, too, because their right.
1: friendship is. Oh, thank God, because their friendship's in, like super cool. And I mean, that bird totally listens to that girl. You know, I, I mean,
0: it. You, it, it seems like it would be hard to leave a bird like that. Like, oh, God. oh I got to go to work and like, just, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They just, Please don't leave me
1: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. I got another quick one that um I got some really good ones and, but this one, and I'm sorry for the listeners, I guess we'll uh, describe it because this is really, you got to see this one and, uh, and it's real short. It's a proposal. So all this is, it's a young couple. Oh, look at that. Uh-huh. Uh. The guy proposed to her and she just, it knocked her socks off. I'll just leave it at that. She literally melted. Yeah. She fell down. Yeah. Oh boy. In all the best ways. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, I oh, was beautiful. Never yeah, gets good, old. Good uh, luck
0: to them. Good luck. Yeah. God bless.
1: Yeah. And uh, that we need more of that in our lives. So anyways, really do. Uh, hey, guys, I want to just uh, appeal to it you that are listening out there on your podcast, please leave us a five-star rating. We have, we only have eight ratings. So that one, one star brought us down to (laughs) 4.5. So we need to up that. So if you're listening to our podcast, rather than watching the video, please give us the five-star rating. And if you are watching the video, please uh, go to Spotify and sign up there you can watch video there so that when we get booted off youtube at least you could still watch it there if you prefer the video all right everybody uh, we'll be going into the after show it's been a great one and we'll see you